Shalom, shalom. Welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end using the original languages as a guide. Today we are in 1 Kings chapter 22, reading from the New King James Version Bible. Yahweh, please come and teach us. Open our eyes, ears, and hearts to your truth. Now three years passed without war between Syria and Israel. Then it came to pass in the third year that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went down to visit the king of Israel. And the king of Israel, okay, remember, there is Judah and Ephraim. These are all Israelites, but the northern tribes were ruled by Israel, and the southern kingdom were the Jews, ruled by the house of Judah. So there's a separation, but they still were brothers and sisters. They were all together, the 12 tribes, but there's two different kingdoms. So please remember that this is family. And very specifically family, because they usually would intermarry um, with the, the giving, you know, daughters and, and whatnot to keep the kingdom kind of together. Okay, so the um, verse 2 again. Then it came to pass in the third year that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went down to visit the king of Israel. And, and I want to point out here, <laughs> you always go up to Jerusalem and down to the rest, even though this is north of them, they went down. And the king of Israel said to his servants, do you know that Ramoth Gilead is ours? But we hesitate to take it out of the hand of the king of Syria. So he, being the king of Israel, said to Jehoshaphat, will you go with me to fight at Ramoth Gilead? And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. Um, he didn't stop and pray. So this is a, I'm going to like spoiler alert. This was a mistake, but we'll get to that. So also Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, please inquire for the word of Yahweh today. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together about 400 men and said to them, shall I go against Ramoth Gilead to fight or shall I refrain? So they said, go up for the Lord will deliver it into the king of the, the hand of the king. And Jehoshaphat said, Is there not still a prophet of Yahweh here that may, we may inquire of him? Notice all these people were saying prophecies, but they weren't Yahweh's prophets. That's what this, the world is filled with right now. These pastors are speaking. They're not Yahweh's, they're not Yahweh's pastors, teachers, prophets. Verse 8, So the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, There is still one man, Micah, the son of Imlah, by whom we may inquire of Yahweh. But I hate him, because he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say such things. And this is a danger, because people want to be accoladed. They have itching ears. They only want to be told good things, prosperity things. Like, hey, I'm good. I'm strong enough. I'm smart enough. God loves me how I am. But that's just not the message of the Bible, is it, folks? Yahweh says we're wretched souls in need of salvation. He meets us where we are and pulls us out, makes us new creations. And so be careful that we are not like the king of Israel who says, I'm not going to listen to that person. They just tell me bad things. <laughs> well, maybe the bad things are what we need to hear so we can overcome and become closer to God. Verse 9, Then the king of Israel called an officer and said, Bring Micah the son of Imlah quickly. The king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, having put on their robes, sat each on his throne at a threshing floor at the entrance of the gate of Samaria, and all the prophets prophesied before them. Now Zedekiah, the son of Hanah, had made horns of iron for himself. And, now this is a false prophet. And he said, Thus says Yahweh, With these you shall gore the Syrians until they are destroyed. And all the prophets prophesied, go, so saying, Go up to Ramoth Gilead and prosper, for Yahweh will deliver you into the king's hands. So they're saying good things. But that's what the king wanted to hear. They weren't truthful things. They were just good things. Then the messenger who had gone to call it Micah spoke to him saying, Now listen, the words of the prophets with one accord encourage the king. Please let your word be like the word of one of them and speak encouragement. <laughs> and Micah said, As Yahweh lives, whatever Yahweh says to me, that I will speak. Then he came to the king and the king said to him, Micah, shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead or shall we refrain? And he answered, 
Now listen, this is Micah being devious. So I'm sure he's like, go and prosper for Yahweh will deliver you into the hand of the king. So I'm assuming he said this with a mocking tone because listen to the next words. <coughs> so the king said to him, how many times shall I make you swear that you tell me nothing but the truth in the name of Yahweh? Then he, being Micah, said, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. And Yahweh said, These have no master. Let each return to his house in peace. This is a prophecy that the king of Israel is going to be killed. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell you he would not prophesy good concerning me but evil? Like, So rather than repenting from the words of a prophet, he got angry. And this is what 90% of humans do. We are sent to them to mourn them. They get angry. They don't want to hear it. They're like, oh my gosh, what I've been doing for God is good enough. Christmas is wonderful. I've redeemed it for God. They don't want to hear the truth. And then they get mad at us and they don't want to talk to us and they call us troublers of Israel. And then here he's like, did you not? Like, look at Jehoshaphat. I told you he'd only say bad. But he didn't even consider the fact that the bad is because he was bad. He was doing wrong. He was being disobedient. All he needed to do was humble himself. And then that bad word that was given him was actually a good word because it would turn him to repentance and, and restoration of God, right? He would have like hit his face in, in fear and reverence of God right now and said, Oh, Father God, please forgive me for my sins. And God would have relented and forgiven. Verse 19. Then Micah said, Therefore, hear the word of Yahweh. I saw the Lord, I saw Yahweh sitting on his throne and all the hosts of heaven standing by on his right hand and on his left. And Yahweh said, Who will persuade Ahab to go up that he may, that he may fall at Ramoth Gilead? So one spoke in this manner and another spoke in that manner. Then a spirit came forward and stood before Yahweh and said, I will persuade him. Now that spirit, just so you know, is a demon. And notice this is a spirit that was coming to deceive. Yahweh let the spirit deceive. Remember it says Yahweh hardened that allows like he hardens people's hearts he lets them be given over to the strong delusion this is why it's important to be humble and repentant and stay close to yahweh and obedient so we don't have that false spirit persuade us and lead us the wrong way that's exactly why we must come out of the babylon religious system because that spirit that's coming through the church is going to deceive those in it and it's going to persuade them we need to stay close to yahweh out of the system so we are not persuaded in the wrong way. Verse 22, Yahweh said to him, in what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all the, his prophets. And Yahweh said, you shall persuade him and also prevail. Go out and do so. Do you see that everything that is happening on earth must be allowed by Yahweh? So if you've been touched or afflicted or even persuaded wrong, that was because your heart was in the way and Yahweh allowed it to teach you a lesson. All things work together for your good. If you humble yourself, all of us, Keep humble before Yahweh, and he will keep working with us. Everything that touches us was allowed by him, and it could be because we were sinning. But if we repent, he will forgive. Okay, 23. Therefore, look, Yahweh has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets of yours, and Yahweh has declared disaster against you. Now Zedekiah, the son of Chenah, went, went near and struck Micah on the cheek and said, Which way did the spirit from Yahweh go from me to speak to you? And Micah said, Indeed, you shall see on that day when you go into an inner chamber to hide. So the king of Israel said, Take Micah and return him to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to Joash, the king's son. And say, Thus says the king, Put this fellow in prison and feed him with the bread of affliction and water of affliction until I come in peace. Okay, again, the prophets of God who speak the truth, you're going to be hated, you're going to be persecuted, you're going to be shunned, you're going to be called false names, you're going to be called all sorts of bad things. Micah was put in prison for physically speaking the words God spoke. Yes, the messengers are killed by those who are wicked. It sucks. It's horrible, but it's what happens. 
But Micah said, if you ever return in peace, Yahweh has not spoken by, by me. And he said, take heed, all you people. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ramoth Gilead. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, <laughs> here's the king trying. He's like, well, okay, I know Micah said this, that I'm not going to come back alive. So here's what I'm going to do. I will disguise myself and go into battle, but you put on your robes. You know what he thought? You can see the nefariousness. So here's King Jehoshaphat being as dumb as the rock. Jehoshaphat, of course, wears his robes. And the king of Israel is disguising himself because the king of Israel had this prophecy that he was going to die. And he's like, yeah, I'll disguise myself. So they'll think that's the king. They'll kill him. So the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. Now the king of Syria had commanded the 32 captains of his chariots, saying, fight with no one small or great, but only with the king of Israel. So it was when the captains of the chariots saw Jehoshaphat that they said, surely it's the king of Israel. Okay. The king of Israel's plan is working here. <laughs> Therefore, they turned aside to fight against him and Jehoshaphat cried out. And it happened when the captains of the chariots saw that it was not the king of Israel, that they turned back from pursuing him. Okay, praise Yahweh, he spared him. Now a certain man drew a bow at random and struck the king of Israel between the joint, joints of his armor. So he said to the driver of his chariot, turn around and take me out of the battle for I am wounded. See the word of Yahweh, like you can't hide from the prophetic word of Yahweh. This is a guy who just randomly drew his bow and shot it and it literally struck the king of Israel. This was of Yahweh. Yahweh told him he was going to die. His word was going to come to... You can't disguise yourself. You can't hide in the cleft of the rock from Yahweh. He will find you. The battle increased that day, and the king was propped up in his chariot facing the Syrians and died at evening. The blood ran out from the wound onto the floor of the chariot. Then as the sun was going down, a shout went throughout the army saying, Every man to his city and every man to his own country. So the king died and was brought to Samaria, and they buried the king in Samaria. Then someone washed the chariots at the pool in Samaria, washed the chariot at the pool in Samaria, and the dogs licked up his blood while the harlots bathed, according to the word of Yahweh, which he had spoken. Now the rest of the acts of Ahab and all that he did, the ivory house which he built and all the cities that he built, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Ahab rested with his fathers, and Ahaziah his son reigned in his place. Jehoshaphat, the son of Esau, had become king over Judah in the fourth year of Ahab, king of Israel. Jehoshaphat was 35 years old when he became king, and he reigned 25 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Azubah, the daughter of Shilhai. And he walked in all the ways of his father Esau. He did not turn aside from them, doing what was right in the eyes of Yahweh. Nevertheless, the high places were not taken away, for the people offered sacrifices and burned incense on the high places. So this is to show that even though Jehoshaphat had a pure heart, there were still things he was going wrong, doing wrong. And that's why all of us have to understand, even if we love Yahweh and obey him, sometimes there's still things Yahweh's trying to get out of our lives and show our, uh, show, bring attention to in our lives so we can repent of it. Obviously, Jehoshaphat did not hear and receive on this one, but he was supposed to have, and it would have been better for him. But he still, Yahweh still recognized the good that was in his heart. Also, Jehoshaphat made peace with the king of Israel. So again, so here's the two things they did bad. He didn't take down the high places and he made peace with the king of Israel. Just because they're an Israelite, a believer, or a brother, for example, the Christians, doesn't mean you're supposed to make peace with them. You need to back away because they're in rebellion to God. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoshaphat, the might that he showed and how he made war, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? And the rest of the perverted persons, it's like the homosexuals, who remained in the days of his father Asa, he banished from the land. There was then no king in Edom, only a deputy of the king. Jehoshaphat made merchant ships to go to Ophir for gold, but they never sailed, for the ships were wrecked at Ezion Gabar. Again, we're going to read that story in Chronicles. It's because he made an alliance with the king of Israel, and Yahweh kept judging him for, like, stop joining to Israel. Stop. They're wicked. I'm, I'm judging them.
but you know, people try to be nice. We got to get rid of this being nice. We have to just be obedient. Then Ahaziah, the son of Ahab, said to Jehoshaphat, Let my servants go with your servants in the ships, but Jehoshaphat would not. So he learned his lesson the second time. Ahaziah, the son of Ahab, said, Hey, go with me. And he's like, Nope, not doing that again. And Jehoshaphat rested with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David, his father. Then Jehoram, his son, reigned in his place. Ahaziah, the son of Ahab, became king over Israel in Samaria in the 17th year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and reigned two years over Israel. He did evil in the sight of Yahweh and walked in the way of his father and in the way of his mother and in the way of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin. For he served Baal and worshipped him and provoked Yahweh Elohim of Israel to anger, according to all that his father has done, had done. Wow, there are so many lessons in that. May we listen to the prophets who come to us and receive the strikings of Yahweh so that we can turn and be saved. May we not think people are mean or nasty to us when they speak the truth of Yahweh. May we not be so arrogant that we only put around us those who accolade us, but rather those who call out our sins so we can become better people. May we not join hands to the wicked and anger God. May we choose him above all. Oh my goodness, this chapter is so good. Yahweh bless you all. May you have an amazing day. Don't forget to go over to Melissa Schilling Smith and follow the page. And there's lots of teachings and reels on there. Please feel free to join our Zoom calls um, and, and just reach out if you have any questions. Melissa Schilling Smith on Facebook. Um, it's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-S-C-H-I-L-L-I-N-G-S-M-I-T-H. Have a blessed day, everyone.